Welcome to season two of the Made Up Savannah podcast, a storytelling platform for the greatest city in the world. I'm your host, Dee Daniels. Made of Savannah is brought to you by Corcoran Austin Hill Realty, a progressive, inclusive, multi-generational company serving greater Savannah since 1978. So excited to welcome one of my very dear friends and colleagues, associate broker for Corcoran Austin Hill Realty, Andrew Cozy. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank Hello. you for having me. I'm so glad we're finally sitting down and uh, I sort of had to arm wrestle you to get you here, but <laughs> you're here nonetheless. Um, I'm excited to talk about so many things. You know, it's funny when when you follow Andrew on Instagram or wherever you want to follow him, you'll notice he has also coined the uh, the hashtag Cozy Homes. I love that. That I mean, where did you you just came up with that? It just how did that come about? Well, so my last name is spelled C-O-S-E-Y, but it's pronounced like C-O-Z-Y. The name cozy or the word, you know, people just think of being cozy in their house and things like that. And so I just kind of ran with it and tried to find a unique hashtag. And that hashtag has kind of developed into further hashtags. And so it all started with cozy homes, though. So It's become a little bit trendy. I like it. Um, it's very cute. So how did you get into real estate? Let's start there. My background is actually commercial construction with a focus in development. And so previously, when I went to college, I was my goal was to do commercial construction developments with uh, mixed-use spaces and multi-level. So I initially got my, my real estate license to be more marketable in that field. And while I enjoyed the commercial construction aspect, I really enjoy working with people. And going into real estate full-time has allowed me to expand on that and use my knowledge of how things are built and how things are supposed to be and talking with my clients and um, the manner of which the construction process for new builds or even, you know, they walk into a house and say, oh, this is, I would love, I love this, this house if this wall could be taken down. I'm like, well, that's a structural wall more than likely, but, you know, always call your structural engineer to confirm, right, but, you right. know, it's just, it helps me navigate. It helps me explain to them in a little bit better terms, just from my knowledge. I was going to say that has to give you <clears throat> quite an upper hand when you're, you know, dealing with, especially new investors or new people that are coming into Savannah that are like, you know, what can we do with this house? Or, you know, can we change the look of something? And, uh, you know, having that knowledge going in, that must that must feel pretty good because you're able to really answer a lot of questions without picking up the phone and having to call somebody. Yeah, I mean, I try I try to, you know, I try to use what I know and from my past and things that I learned in school things that I learned in the field with commercial construction to adapt it to the residential, you know, however, that's not my main focus anymore. So I try not to lead too far astray and then do direct to advise towards general contractors or engineers if they're planning to do some major structural changes. Yeah. So, yeah. Something really cool. I know that that happened with you recently is that you're not just, serving the Savannah area. You're you're serving a, a wider spectrum, which I know people are loving. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, a couple months ago, I became licensed in the state of South Carolina as well. Previously, I just kind of was here in the Savannah market and 
you know, going down to St. Simons and Brunswick, things of that nature. But now I've um, able to expand and I'd go into Bluffton and Hilton Head and Beaufort. I don't really go too much further than that just because that's not an, a market that I know very, very well. And I try to only stick to the areas that I know. Um, but I've done a lot of research in the Bluffton and the Hilton Head market. And I do feel comfortable with that. And I've had a couple listings and um, per, I have a client right now looking for a condo oh, on, nice. on Hilton Head. So nice. I know a lot of people are, are looking in that in that area. And a lot of people here are very interested in what's going on in those areas. And so I'm very excited to talk to you about that because we haven't had anybody on, on this show that, that really had some knowledge about, about that market. What's different about that market than what's going on in Savannah, like in, in Bluffton and Hilton Head? So I'll just say like my, my previous listing in Bluffton, it was 20 minutes from our office in downtown Savannah. So it's literally right across the bridge and we see so many people of our residents now are, it's not worth it to buy in Hinesville or outside of Richmond Hill anymore. It's easier just to go across the bridge into South Carolina. Right. Um, one benefit of that is that they do tend to have low, lower taxes over there in Bluffton compared to our Chatham, Bryan, Effingham County taxes. Um, so that's one thing. They are growing a lot as well. So there's a lot of opportunity for new construction. If you're a first time home buyer, a lot of times, you know, you can get into a new construction easier with different um, builder options like that. Additionally, you know, that market over there is continuously growing. And so it's a great time to buy while it's still fairly cheap over there. Right. And then, you know, in a couple of years, if you do need to need, need upsell, then there's an opportunity for a lot of equity that you've put into this house, especially if you buy in a new community that is still on the beginning stages of being built. And so say in three years, whenever the community is wrapped up, you can sell for a lot higher of a price tag. And right. for the, just for example, the listing that I previously had, we sold it for $150,000 more than when she bought it for. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, how do I get in touch with Andrew Cosi? Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody wants a piece of that. No doubt about it. And, and it's so interesting. I think like business wise and just growth in general in those areas, like it's, it's happening. Like that is that it's a very, it's a busy area, but in a good way. Right. Feel, yeah. And I feel like people are like, I'm not scared <laughs> to go live there or buy property there or, you know, have something going on there. Right. And I mean, I think the biggest thing is that it doesn't it's not going to change your lifestyle if you are if you just go across the bridge. Mm -hmm. And there's several di different ways besides the bridge in downtown. <laughs> but that being the main way is, you know, like I said, just to get to Bluffton is only a 15, 20 minute drive from the historic district of Savannah. Mm -hmm. And so we're starting to see quite a few people instead of buying in some of these other areas, they're willing to explore buying in a different state, such as South Carolina, right across the bridge. Yeah. Because it is yet so close and that yet they can still experience the Savannah lifestyle every single day. Right. No doubt. Do you have a favorite spot as far as like, you know, real estate up and coming right now. That's pretty hot, like right around the historic area. I know a lot of people would love to get in the historic area, but you know, that's kind of, you know, it happens when it happens, but you know, do you have a, a spot that's kind of up and coming right now? Um, I think there's lots of different little pockets and, you know, 
There's an area outside of the historic district on the other side of the Savannah Golf Club called Twickingham. I've had a listing over there. I have buyers under contract right now on another house over there. They're great little cottages. They're a little two bedroom, one bath, maybe a three, one and a half, something of that nature. But they're great little homes and they're starting to, they have like solid wood floors. They just need like some cosmetic love, most of them. And so they're great little like houses that if you can really get into one, you're going to gain really good equity because it's only an eight minute drive into the historic district, right. if that. Right. And so being that close to downtown and spending less than $300,000 is a great option for somebody. And yeah. a lot of first time home buyers are looking for that. And if you can put in that sweat equity to do those little cosmetic touches, then you're going to have that return in three to four years immediately. Yeah. And who doesn't want that? I mean, goodness, slap a coat of paint on. That's, right. I mean, you're good to go. Um, I, you had a listing uh, not that long ago in Savannah Quarters. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I had been in that little community there. It's not little, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite big. But that's the first time I had been in that community. So beautiful. I think there are communities like that. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that one, but that like a lot of people have no idea just how beautiful it is. There's there's so many different styles of homes in a community mm -hmm. like that. So, you know, it's not just like based on like certain areas and these are the types of houses you get in that area. Like that community showed me, you got all kinds of variety in there. Right. Well, Savannah Quarters was built with that in mind, exactly what you said. They do have your more estate lots that are more of your grand door homes that some of those are six to 8,000 square feet, massive monsters. But then like the one that I sold is more of their cottage section, which is around um, 28 to 3,800 square feet. And then they do also have some townhouses, some duplexes, um, which their duplexes is not what you think an average duplex would be. It's a very nice, the actual, the duplexes are about 3,000 square feet each. Right. And they're four bedrooms, three and a half bathrooms, stunning features. But there's so much going on in that community with the, the golf course, the amenity center, the um, pickleball and tennis courts. There's... There's an adult pool. There's a kid's pool with water slides. Um, Who doesn't love a good adult pool? Right. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> I know. Very, have your cocktail and be nice right. and peaceful. Just lay in there. So good. Um, but I mean, that's, that's, one, that's one thing that I like about Savannah Quarters, too, is that, like you said, no matter which stage of life that you're in, whether you're retired or you're young with your family, like there's so many options for those people to truly enjoy living that Savannah Quarters lifestyle. Oh, no doubt. And it really isn't that far, again, from downtown. No, it's only about a 20-minute drive on 16. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, you you pray for no construction when you're doing that. But or, you know. <laughs> It'll be but, finished in a little while. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Fingers crossed, right? Um, I, I, I love how involved you are in the community. I know you have so many great things that you're doing, including... Uh, I just recently got to go over and hang out with you at the at the Rotary. And you want to talk a little bit about that? You're a superstar over there. <laughs> yeah. I, so I'm currently the Rotary Club president for the Rotary Club of Savannah East. There are several different Rotary Clubs in town, but ours is Savannah East. And we meet on Fridays at 1230 at the Pirate's House. Anybody who wants to come can come visit us. We have a great group. But I really enjoy being a part of Rotary because it's really one has helped me 
learn more about the Savannah community. Mm-hmm. Um, we do different service pro- or volunteer projects throughout the year. Additionally, we partner with the local elementary school and do stuff with both the school and for the teachers and staff. And we ha- we host guest speakers every week. And we have everything from D in the pod to learning about podcasts and how that works to medical doctors talking about their specialty to nonprofits to music festivals, everything that you can think of. We probably have had a speaker or I want them to come speak to us because that's how we feel that we can become better citizens of the Savannah communities. Because if we're constantly learning and engaging in the community, then we know what the community needs and how we can be reactive to that and how we can best support the community in that nature. Yeah, I love it. I love how service minded it is, obviously. But at the same time, you're right. It's that like when you get all those people together and you have someone come in and sort of highlight what they're doing and talk about what they're doing and what their needs are and where they're growing and all those people get to hear it. And then then they take it back to their families and friends and communities. I mean, it really is such a great way to sort of like, you know, put your finger on the pulse of what's going on in the community right now. And who new is coming in and what talents and gifts they have and what services they provide. It's, it's a really wonderful thing. And uh, the pirate's house has some pretty sweet food for that too. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you walk out of our meeting and you feel like you need to go take a nap because that food just hits the soul. It does. It was the biscuits, the whole thing. I can't even talk about it. It's fine. <laughs> I had to go for like three walks after before uh, exactly. I could even drive home. Um, the other thing that, that, well, I know you're, you're involved in a lot of different uh, charities and, and whatnot, but another thing we got to recently see you really shine is with make a wish. And that was amazing. I would love for you to tell the story of that particular one when we all got involved here at Corcoran Austin Hill Realty. And it was it was a wonderful. Make-A-Wish is so wonderful anyway, but to be able to see someone local and mm-hmm. and really like walk them through that process is just a beautiful thing, I'm sure, for you. Yeah, no. So I had started with the Make-A-Wish chapter here in Savannah hosts an event every year called Waiting for Wishes. And it's where people in the community become waiters and you have to fill a table and raise funds, raise money. And basically at the end of the night, your people at your table, plus the money that you've raised previous to to that is all added together and your people at your table tip you, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just a very fun night where, you know, everybody just gets together and and has a great time to raise money for Make-A-Wish. How did you do with the waiting experience, by the way? I actually am not too terrible. I've never okay. really been a waiter. However, I can hustle when I need to. You did it. Okay. Because <laughs> like my first fear is that I'm going to drop everything on the tray. Like you, I, Yeah, you kind of figure, like you kind of get that sense. But then all of a sudden you just end up loading plates on your arm. and like, all right, I can do this. Let's go. <laughs> did you do that? Yeah, of course. I love that. <laughs> I mean, you just got to roll with it. <laughs> I never, um, I always see that, you know, the, the like nine plates up the arm and I'm right. like, oh yeah, that looks easy until you, and they're hot or I don't know. Right. Exactly. I mean, it was, it's not that bad. Okay. But yeah. I mean, and then like also we're serving drinks too. So yes, it, the, the more you feed your table of drinks, you know, the more tips that the you more get, tips. right? Yeah. So, you, so you were able to raise the most it, money that night, right? I was. Yeah. So I actually won Waiting for Wishes in 2022. Yeah. Um, it's been a year now. And then 
With that, the waiter who wins gets to grant a wish as part of the funds raised. We raised almost $100,000 last year, I wow. believe. That's amazing. If not, I think, actually, I think it was more than 100000 And it was just an incredible night. And so I myself raised almost $18,000 for Make-A-Wish. That's amazing. And um, so, so I did it on behalf of our office. So our office was able to grant a wish. And being who we are, we wanted to really make it, make it impactful for somebody that our office can kind of relate to. And so with that, we've picked a family here in town, actually out in Pooler. Um, and it is for, it was a bedroom makeover for a little girl and she has sickle cell anemia and has battled with it her whole life. And her dad does as well as one of her brothers. She wanted a pink purple princess room. And so we made that happen. Yeah. We, um, in coordination with Make-A-Wish and their staff, we ordered princess bedroom furniture with a new bed. And we ran into some issues along the way with delivery of furniture. It would be weird if you didn't. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so one weekend we were going, we had everything set up and lined up to do it. The wish reveal was going to be on that Monday. So we got her out of the house for the weekend. We painted the room. Um, we were going to do this wallpaper, but the wallpaper ended up being crap. So actually one of our other agents, Hannah, in our office painted this gorgeous mural on this mm. little girl's room with clouds. And I mean, it was just great. I could not thank her enough for that. And then the furniture was delayed, delayed, delayed. Mm. Finally it got there. So we're in a rush to get it together before she shows up. And then one thing that I want to do is I just really wanted to have like a big, like, Almost like that extreme makeover home edition type thing, right. you know, whenever you get there and they're like, move the bus. But they're right. like, they're all just out there partying <laughs> in the street. So, uh, so I hired a DJ and I had this um, unicorn cake made and you um, did it up. I'm telling you, <laughs> it was great. And had people from the like, I was so thankful that for everybody from the offices of support and help and we painted the room and got it all set up and she was she walked in the door and I went I hired a photographer to like video like to take pictures of uh, of everything and just something that way she can remember you know and remember that there's people here in the community that care for her and yeah. are willing to do this type of thing yeah her. she was obviously very very touched um we all had a little tear in our eye when when the whole thing happened I mean right it was just it was amazing and you could tell that 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 will for her will be something she'll never forget for the rest of her life. And I'm sure you feel a lot of pride that you were able to be a part of that and 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 really make that happen for her. I mean, it was your efforts and your fundraising and, and you really did spearhead the whole thing. And it was it was great. Yeah, I will say that. But also at the same same time, I can't take all the credit because, I mean, without everybody here in the office, offices help. Stephanie was right in there painting with us yes, and was. <laughs> Elena was steaming sheets and comforters. And I mean, for a day of Anna got, got there and immediately started ripping open boxes when the furniture got, got, got there for us. So, I mean, we had a lot of people come out and so thankful for everything because it just, I could not have done it without everybody's help. Right. And I think that's what made it more impactful to me was that, not only was that day of such a huge help, but also leading up to it, like 
do you help me record my first video when I went like when I announced I was doing Waiting for Wishes and yeah. then I know Elena and Danielle helped me with several different marketing tactics. And so it's like, and everybody donated and helped me raise funds through their different resources. So it, overall, it was a huge office asset. Yeah. And a huge um, success, obviously. Too. Oh, yes. So, yeah, for sure. That's so good. Uh, and you got to think that the uh, the wallpaper snafu was supposed to happen. So Hannah could do that mural. Oh, without a doubt. Right? That, that mean, wallpaper was absolutely not pretty. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the person who was supposed to hang it up just was not very kind about it. And yeah. Hannah just looks up and was like, oh, I can paint clouds on the wall. We were like, like, I got this. Okay. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we, we told, I was like, just go for it. If you right. want to do it, go for it. And sure enough, she went for it. And I mean, I think the mom was literally in tears when she saw that. It was just like, yeah. that's so much better than the wallpaper. Like, right. It just made it, it gave her that personal touch that literally nobody else is going to have. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to have a hand painted mural on their bedroom wall. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. It, it was very heartwarming the entire thing. And I know that that's going to mean something to them, that family for the rest of their lives. Um, I know you're also involved with United Way. You want to talk a little bit about that? Boy, they're huge around here. Everybody loves all that they do and everybody just jumps in and does stuff with them. I love it. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, I way just started their campaign kickoff for 2023. Mm -hmm. You can go to uwce.org to contribute. Yes. <laughs> do that little plug. But yeah. So whenever I first moved to Savannah, um, United way was the very first organization that I got involved with and specifically the young leaders program with them, which um, is a group of 40 and under and just kind of do different volunteer service opportunities. But then also, you know, there's different professional development opportunities to learn more and then also professional networking with other people in the community. But United Way has really taught me a lot about our community. And like this past year, they supported through the community fund over 50 different organizations, which, you know, if you just donate to one, you're donating to that one. And if mm -hmm. you donate to United Way, you're donating to 50. Right. So you're able to expand your personal reach through those through that gift fund to the community fund. Then also, you know, there's different through like the young leaders that I've been a part part of, which there's a lot of different things that they do to assist the community, whether whether it's through volunteering or uh, we host a mini golf tournament in the fall, which is going to be on October 5th this year. Nice. Um, over at Bogies on Wilmington Island, and everybody does like the professional golf tournament. So we were like, we need to do something fun. So right. <laughs> we do a mini golf tournament, something that the rest it, of us can be a part of. <laughs> right, exactly. Anybody can do it, and so it's a team. It's teams of four, just like a regular golf tournament is, and it's eighteen holes at the putt putt course, and um, there's pizza and beer, and we have some amazing prizes for first, second, and third place teams, but everybody just has a fun time. Like mm -hmm. we've had people who come out and do dress up in their group of four, like crazy outfits. We have people who just come from work in their, <laughs> in their dress attire. Right. But I mean, it's just, it's so relaxed and so chill that, you know, it, in the past we've raised, you know, $2,000 this year, we're hoping to raise more, 
But I mean, all of that money that is raised goes straight to the community fund right, to right. help those 50 plus organizations that they fund every single year. Yeah. And that makes such a big difference to know that you can spread your money, you know, kind of across the community and they do such good work. I mean, it, they really do. And, every, and everyone, if you're, you know, thinking about getting involved in something, but you don't know who to get involved with, that's a great place to get involved because, you know, you have access to so many other organizations. For sure. And it's not only... You know, the United Way is not only just for Chatham County, it's Chatham, Bryan, Effingham, and Liberty Counties. Right. So it co covers a four county area, and um, there's regional offices in each county, not just local here in Chatham. But then they also have the 211 call center. And so that is very critical because, I mean, if you need any type of assistance whatsoever, that 211 is there. I mean, it could be as simple as, you got a flat tire and you can't pay for your tire to like to get fixed. You could call them and ask them for that help because mm -hmm. if you don't ha have your car, you can't get to work. Right. And therefore it starts having a domino effect on you. They mm -hmm. want to stop that domino effect. So if it comes down to something as simple as that, just give them a call and say like, look, I'm in a hard time. I can't afford to get this tire, but I need this because I need to get to my job. Right. Then that that's what the two one one is for. Yeah. Or even if it's other things such as, you know, unfortunately domestic abuse, they they can secure different ways to help you navigate this. That two one one is able to really help so many people at need. And this can be either anonymous or however it may be. They just really want to try to help as many people as they can. Yeah, that's a big deal what they're doing. And um and I know so many people in the community who give to those things and, you know, give a lot. And, and that's what makes it work, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that we all can give what we what we have to do those types of things. Right. And when I'll give a little fun fact, too. So whatever money raised through the campaign goes to the to, to the community fund. And because none of the money raised goes to pay the staff worker salaries. Right. There is a different fund that is set aside that covers that is 100 percent covers the staff's uh, salaries mm -hmm. to where they all of the money that they raise that you and I give mm -hmm. goes directly back to the community. It does not fund anybody's pocket. It goes directly back into the pockets of those that actually need it. Yeah. And that always makes such a big difference when 100%. people are giving such a such a huge difference. Um, all right. So it's been a long time since we've talked about uh, favorites on this on this show. So I've oh, got, no. I got to talk some favorites with you. I mean. Uh, you know, you were you were everywhere. You were in all the parts of the community. Do you have a favorite restaurant currently? It is your all time favorite current restaurant right now. Oh gosh, I I will have to give a shout out to Brochu's Family Tradition. That's a good. They one. just won yes. a very top award by Bon Appetit. I'm very newly acquainted with them. However, I've been about five times since that acquaintance, <laughs> since that started. Um, well, the that chicken platter is amazing. Yes. I mean, also, I love one of my other favorite restaurants is Local 1110 oh, with the yes. Daniel Reed Hospitality mm. Group. Just Absolutely went there for the love. first time a couple of weeks really? ago. Really? Yes. Oh, I my gosh. I have not been there, and it blew my mind. Local 1110 is one of my top favorites mm -hmm. in town. Just, I mean, the muscles on the appetizer and that, like, it's like a spicy chorizo broth. Yes. Oh, so good. We took the broth home. Oh. 
<laughs> I don't blame you. I mean, it is so good. I took a bath in it yesterday. No, I didn't really. <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> that explains the smell. That explains it. <laughs> All right. Favorite place to just go get a cocktail? Oh, I don't know. I I really enjoy Savoy. Mm, yes. I just like the environment. I like, I always tend to see some friends that I know there. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's always going to be a good time. Whether it's just a casual drink or a crazy night on the town. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I feel like um, Savoy's just always a great place to go and chill. And great drinks. Best lemon drop martini I've had in mm -hmm. the city right there at Savoy. No doubt about it. Oh, yes. Um, and what's your favorite touristy thing to do? Like, if you guys are going out to, like, visit a museum or, you know, do you ever go on the, the horse tours or no, any of the ghost tours i was gonna or? say i think one of my um i do whenever people come to town i will say i think that the ghost tours the walking tours or the walking pub tours mm -hmm. are a great thing to do because some of uh, you know a lot of the facts are some of them are actually very true and some mm -hmm. of them are embellished a little bit. So it's kind of fun to know like on the local side, what the, what's not the embellishment. Right. But also is like, what's you see, like if you're with somebody who doesn't live here, like their eyes light up, like, what really is that true? You know? And you're like, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe. Maybe it is. I'll never confirm. <laughs> that's how they, that's how they do that. They, they, they mix the, all the true facts in with a little bit of, you uh -huh. know, embellishment for the tourists and i i love it i've gone on several of the ghost tours some of them are like super kitschy and some yeah. of them are really really informative and kind of cool actually right so yeah you never know which one you're gonna get but. i know i mean some of it you know like you can go go back and like google and figure out like okay wow that like that really was true i didn't realize that or um some of it you're like well okay well maybe not right but, I, I think, you know, I will say, I think I actually have learned a couple of things from the ghost tours. Me too. Me so. too. Very, very much. Um, yeah. And we had one of our favorites on season one, Enika Edenfield, and she does a great tour. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. But Andrew Cozy will uh, walk you through all of the things you need to do in Savannah, restaurant wise, drink wise, and if you're ready to buy a house, no <laughs> doubt. And in South Carolina too, so not just Georgia. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Andrew, tell everybody where they can get in touch with you. Where's the easiest place to track you down? Honestly, Instagram is one of the easiest ways and that's just Andrew Cozy Realtor. A-N-D-R-E-W-C-O-S-E-Y-R-E-A-L-T-O-R. -E -E nice, perfect. Uh, hashtag Cozy Homes. Cozy homes, cozy cares. That's right. Cozy, cozy vibes. That's right. Oh my gosh, you've started several. <laughs> uh, Andrew, thank you for sitting down with us and talking. This has been a lot of fun. No, it really has. Thank you so much for having me. Now I'll go it. buy you that drink at Savoy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. This season, we're proud to welcome our partner, Daniel Reed Hospitality, with iconic restored landmark locations in historic downtown Savannah, Georgia. The richness of Savannah's restaurant and cocktail scene is a constant conversation among locals and visitors. Daniel Reed is home to some of the most visited and popular concepts in the Hostess City. The public kitchen and bar, artillery, Franklin's, local 1110, Perch, Soho South, and magnificent catering and events. 
Home to the best chefs in the South, award-winning team members from creative to operations with food and drinks that not only complement every emotion, but also make you fall in love with the moment. Daniel-Reed.com. So satisfy your curiosity, fill up your tank, and write home about it. The Public Kitchen and Bar, Artillery, Franklin's, Local 1110, Perch, Soho South. This is Daniel Reed Hospitality. When you stop in, make sure you mention the Made of Savannah podcast. So go ahead and share this podcast with a friend, family member, coworker, neighbor, area business owner. You get the picture. If you have an intriguing Savannah story to tell or know someone who does, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at Made of Savannah. You can subscribe on any of your favorite platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, and many more. Thanks for listening to Made of Savannah. The welcome mat is always out. Mm-hmm.